Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. Today we're talking about why Bruno Fernandes actually weakens Manchester United, despite all of his talents, and why he's arguably more of an issue for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than Cristiano Ronaldo is. We're also discussing Antonio Conte's arrival at Spurs, as well as the growing strength of the Premier League and how it could have potentially disastrous effects for European football. I'm your host, Harry Brent. So, a classic Who Am I is returned yet again. Uh, so, Ash, I don't believe you was here for the first one. So, I think I get the gist, though. Yeah, I, I've got 10 facts about this particular football player. And the, the further I get down my lists, uh, the more obvious uh, the facts are about this player. So, you need to try and get this player in as least amount of facts so harry got the last one in four but uh i think that's because he watched the same video about uh mario balotelli so i've tried to think a little bit more outside of the box that's not been on any kind of social media content so fact number one of who am i my football career started at sao paulo under 17s 2008 and making my first team debut in 2010 before before you shout out and before you shout it out raise your hand uh (laughs) yes mr there's an orderly fashion here (laughs) yeah you can tell Um, he's a teacher (laughs) so that's your first number first fact sorry all right um we'll have a few more before we guess okay fact number two my total appearances and goals for clubs is 425 appearances and 101 goals. Fact number three, I am not retired and I am still currently playing. Fact number four, international appearances and goals for Brazil, but not including the under 20s, 48 appearances, 12 goals. Oh, Harry's going. I'm going to have a guess. Okay. Is it Alexander Pato? It is not. Damn. Okay, next one. Fact number five. I am a Europa League winner. Fact number six. I have only ever played for four clubs, one of them being in the Premier League. All right. Let's... Let's slow, let's slow it down. Let's have a think about so this. So, don't to re- recap through them. So, we're on fact yeah, yeah, number yeah. six, right? So, from the top, fact number one my football career started at Sao Paulo under 17s in 2008 and making my first team appearance, uh, sorry, my first team debut in 2010. Total appearances and goals for clubs 425 appearances, 101 goals. Number three, I'm not retired and I am still currently playing. Number four, international appearances and goals for Brazil, but not including the under-20s, 48 appearances, 12 goals. I am a Europa League winner, and I have played for only four clubs, one of them being in the Premier League. So they're the facts that we're up to so far. You know, I'm just trying to think of like Brazilians who... Okay, well, Ash has got his hand up. Ash has got his hand up. Oscar. Correct. Oh. Oscar, what Chelsea's Oscar? Yeah. yeah, shit. Oh no way, nice. Well Good guess. Well done. Nice one. Huh? So the I next, was... 
the I next was convinced pass. it would be a striker or something like. Yeah, because the thing is, that's a goal. really good like goal scoring record, like one in four. Maybe. I bet it's bumped up through China. All right. Well, well, we we didn't manage to get a podcast done last week uh, when Antonio Conte returned to the Premier League. So we'll get some reaction first and foremost from our resident Spurs fan. You must be pleased. Uh, I'm quite quite pleased. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what he was our, I think he was our second choice target in the summer. Well, yeah. What what beyond Oh, beyond right? Yeah. So I mean, that, and obviously he's probably top three managers in the world. I'd say club at club level at the minute. What what's what's the sort of inside view from from Spurs fans of a why he reject why he rejected in the summer and ha- and agreed now, and then secondly why I'll be interested to know what. Tottenham fans think of the 18 month deal, but the first question first. Um, so well, obviously he had his Instagram post, didn't he? Saying it was it was too soon. That's what he said. Yeah, he said so he said, yeah, I was still emotionally into it. I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. Obviously, it, it, it's probably more likely that, that talks broke down because he you know wasn't convinced with the conviction of Tottenham or the budget he was given or something like that. But I mean, I know it's come out and it's someone said that um, that the thing that impressed him was our determination to keep Harry Kane, right, and and not sell him. So um, obviously he's, he's now working with Harry Kane, and hopefully we'll get him to score an actual goal. Yeah, uh, it would help, be, wouldn't it? Yeah, which would be helpful if you you know you start striker, hundred and fifty million pound player was actually scoring goals for you. That'd be helpful. Everything takes time, and everything's a process. And, and I'm very, I'm much more willing. That's and this is the thing. I'm much more willing to wait and stick it out to see what Antonio Conte is going to do and implement his style and his ideas more so than Nuno because it's just he's just so he's got such a bigger standing. And he's just such a better manager. Yeah, I mean Nuno was always a. Uh... A temporary thing. What, what it, it was a weird, weird answer. feeling with Nuno every week. It's like everyone knows that this just isn't going to work. You know, has he been brought into steady the ship? Maybe he's not a long term thing. So it's like, what's what's the point? And, and, and everybody, it wasn't. It wasn't like, week, like, what is the point? It wasn't like it was even hidden. It, you know, like you went and hired him, and but actually they didn't fancy him. Obviously, you went after six or seven other matches before you settled in. So everybody knew what the situation was. So it must have been quite... Yeah, including himself, including the players. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So why are the players going to respect that? Why are the players going to play for it? You know what I mean? What is the, what's the verdict with, with Conte in terms of the 18-month deal then? Because I was speaking to someone earlier today about this. I, I, I'm trying to work out who it, who it benefits. I, I would have thought that if Conte had doubts about the Spurs job, which led him to reject it in the summer, whatever they, those were, you'd have thought he'd want the security of a long-term contract in, you know, just thinking that if he's rejected it six months ago, he's obviously, obviously might not all blow up in his face. So it just strikes me as odd because you, you'd think Tottenham are now in a worse position than they were to get him. So Tottenham would have had to have been the ones kind of, yeah, you know, making, making, making exceptions for him. But it, it, I mean, it just feels like the, the 18 of deal suits Tottenham, but maybe not. Maybe there's a different perspective from Spurs. Obviously, he's got a, he's got the optional extension on it. That's one thing. Uh, an additional year and that will 
put it at essentially a three-year contract. If you you know you take into account that that eighteen months takes us to the end of this season and the end of next season, mm. and then you know one-year extension will be the season after that, and then suddenly you're talking about more of a long-term contract. But I think the the other thing as well is that <clears throat> obviously we spent an absolute fortune sacking Jose Mourinho because of the length of the contract we gave him and and the amount of money he was on because of his standing in the game. You don't really want to get into that same position if Antonio Conte eight months down the line isn't working out. Yeah, maybe there was... And also a... at the same time, if Conte wants to leave, it's much more, it's much easier to get that mutual termination of the contract if it's a short period of time because then he can just get paid off and then it's more likely that we'd accept that. Yeah, maybe that was maybe maybe it's as you say, maybe it's mutually beneficial because now I, I'm try, <laughs> trying to say this next sentence in, in I'm trying to be as least patronizing as as I can be, but Conti could get a bigger job than Tottenham. Oh yeah, our first person to say so, it's better than Tottenham right now. I mean, but then again, you can only take what's available. But but my point is maybe he's thinking. In the event that you know, because he, you know, he doesn't want to be out of work for too long. So this, I'll t- you know, I'll take this. Maybe he's thinking, I'll take this now, because United have obviously, presumably, told him that we're going to stick with Solskjaer for whatever reason. Um, and he sort of thought, okay, well, as you say, this will allow me to, you know, if another team wants to come in for me, that then there's not a big contract to buy me out of. And subsequently, also, as you say, from the other side, Daniel Levy's probably thinking, well, as good as Conti is. He's got, a, he's got a habit of not staying long in places and falling out with people. As you said with Mourinho, I don't want to be paying him 20 mil to, to get to, if we, you know, inevitably fall out, which they probably will at some point. So, Well, they, luckily, that most of it, the dealing seems to be going through Fabio Braccio. He works with quite closely at Juve. Mm. They're actually quite close. And he was mainly, you know, Don Fabio who got him there. Um, City and Arsenal fans, what where are Spurs? How is this? Is this going to take? Let's go to the Arsenal fan first. Is this going to? I mean, you got you guys are get, getting a bit better under Arteta now, but is this going to take? A Tottenham going to start peeling away from you a little bit Trust with, the process. With, with a great manager? Um, I mean, it's obviously a great appointment. Obviously, during Arteta's more shoddier times recently, like a month or so back, we were all one in Conte, so it's a great appointment. Um. I don't know. I think it'll take a bit of time for Conte to implement what he wants. So we might be safe for like a month or two <laughs> until the new year. But it just depends on Conte. Like you said, it has Conte is a very, very divisive sort of mercurial individual. So if if it works, Tottenham could potentially be like challenging for Champions League places. If it doesn't, they'll be no better than obviously where they are now. So it just depends on how he goes in. I think Daniel Levy is going to be an interesting factor. How much money is he going to give Conte in January? Because I think the plays you have now, I don't think suits, obviously, the system that he would want to play. So you definitely... I, know. Know. I think we could. I think this, it definitely needs a few additions. It's yeah, not... The, the additions I'd want is another decent centre-back. It's 100%. Probably left centre-back as well. Romero's quite good. Ben Davies is filling that left-sided centre-back role pretty well so far. But you wouldn't want him going forward. It's good enough. Year. 
No, but what I want more is a replacement for Eric Dyer because as much patience as I've had with him and as much as I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's not really that, he's not good enough. Mm. Well, it can't, can't Maybe get a I was going to say, right he must have a relationship with him. If, 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 Conte must have a relationship with Skriniar. They must, if there's ever a chance of getting him, this is surely the best. I mean, maybe not in January, but in the summer. Yeah, but but think of that, though. Because, I mean, obviously, Ben Davis is Ben Davis, but he's, he's doing a job at the minute, and he seems to be doing it like reasonably well. So maybe another left-sided, a left-footed centre-back, like a Paul Torres, <laughs> or a, and then a, a Christian Romero in the middle, who can, you know, run out and meet and press and aggressively... Yeah. Meet attackers to get the ball when he's got two, and then the Mulan Scrinyard, and then he's got those two that will drop and cover for him. That, that looks like a really good defense. Who do you think he'll have as your center mid? Or because he normally has like two holding mids or center mids, doesn't he? Who do you think he'll go for? Well, he's going with Skip and Javier at the minute, mm. and I think I think both of them are brilliant to be honest with you. Both Skip and Javier, obviously, Skip's the academy graduate and he's got. Obviously, yeah. a lot of potential, like quite a bit of potential. That I feel it's in quite under the radar at the mm-hmm. minute. I don't know if anyone else is raving about him, but he is actually very good at football. It seems, and Hoybier has been absolutely solid for us for the last two seasons. I mean, um, I wouldn't you, replace anyone there. Maybe I'd, I don't know because then you try and bring someone in to more like Skip. I think he would be good as like an understudy, but would you not want a more experienced? Playing because imagine having not, he's, 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 he's doing well in the prem, right? He's been one of our better players this season. But youngsters tend to be inconsistent, yeah. No, I, I get that. But I mean, if he's if he's doing a job week in, week out at the minute, it seems a bit yeah. silly to try and take him out. But I mean, what Conte would want to play what a 3 5 2 maybe or a 3 mm. 2 1 2 3 4 1 2. Yeah, so then you've got space for. Obviously, you take one of the wingers out, probably Lucas Mora. Yeah. And then you replace it with another creative midfielder, probably in Dombley at the moment. Uh, but I know he's, he's been trying to get a. Uh, I know he wants Brozovic. Because mm. I, I think that'd be a nice deep, uh, like a nice deep way in playmaker. That's what I mean. Hoypiuk and Brozovic, I think, would be a very good pair. That'd be very good. Anything away from Skate because he is a. Promising, player. yeah, but I mean, like so I say, he's, he's young, he's an experienced yeah. slightly, and an understudy to Hoybier isn't that bad, exactly. And then obviously, you've got Son and Kane up front, mm. or maybe even Kane and uh, Vlahovic, which I mean, obviously, we're getting linked with everyone, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, that would be good. I mean, it's only like 150 200 million pounds spent. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much um, Daniel Levy's actually promised Conte for sort of January, maybe obviously. Well, Summer as well. The the number that's floating around is 125 million for January. Which is quite a lot for January. I mean it's quite a lot for a January transfer window. Huge. I mean that's even a lot for summer, arguably as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean that's definitely a lot. Yeah. So obviously that's a lot of dead weight that's gonna have to get yeah. Axe, which we couldn't do. I know he's uh I don't know. I'm I think what I'm most excited to see mm. is what he can do with the current players yeah. up until January. Yeah. Because I know there's there's decent players there that are just not performing. And the thing is, mm-hmm. they've always had a way out up until now. You know, after after Poch got sacked, it's always been, oh, well, it's Jose Mourinho. He's making them play this kind of attack, this defensive, awful football, right? Like, it's like, oh, it's this. He's he's made them uh, unfit 
he's taking a lot away from them. He's, you know, not letting them play out their one. Then it comes to Jose getting sacked, then, like, oh, they're only playing on the right, Mason. You know, yeah. he's only 28. And then it's like Nuno. It's like, oh, Nuno's not the right manager. No one wants, like, Kane doesn't even want to be there. And now Conte's in, an actual world-class manager at the moment. Yeah. And they have no excuses. If they're not performing, that's on them now. Yeah. They, they have nothing to fall back on. If, if, if yeah. Harry Winks, as an absolute shitter of a game, that is on him. Deli Ali's the most interesting one. Can Conte get a tune out of Deli Ali and bring him back to his, his best? Well, he's not playing him yet. I know he's focusing very heavily on the fitness because I said Jose Mourinho yeah. did, didn't do that. And then... I don't. I don't know where does where does Deli Ali play in a Conte system? Maybe if it's that if it is that three four one two, maybe behind the strikers between behind Kane and um, yeah, making runs off them. Ash, did you see the um, reports linking Emi Martinez with Tottenham? I did see those. I did. That was very very. I mean, that would be a great signing. Annoying. I'm very actually quite interested to be honest with you. I'd be quite interested in that, but I mean. Obviously, he had a fantastic season at Villa last season. Yeah. This season, Villa seem a bit... Weirdly enough, yeah, obviously... Toothless. I mean, it's like they lost Grealish, but... Um, obviously, Dean Smith's been sacked. Yeah. It seems like it's a bit fair, because, I mean, they brought in... Who did they bring in? They brought in Leon Bailey. Buendia. Uh, Emmy Buendia. Uh, Danny Ings. Danny Ings, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they brought in all these players and they're sitting 17th. It's a fair sacking, I think. Mad, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's mad, though, that they, that they, particularly for Dean Smith, who's done so well there. And sure, you, you, you could think, on the one hand, you've spent a load of money and you're underperforming, so that equals bad. But it's like, A, give him, give him a chance to have a bit of bad form. And B, isn't there the whole thing about when new players come in, it takes a bit of time to, for everything to gel and all that stuff? I thought that was a mad... It is, yeah, but when you're at risk of getting to a point of no return and your relegation is yeah. But are they there? you can't are they there? afford yeah. to go I mean, down because you've spent all your money on all these players. If they did that in, in February, March, I, fair enough, but it's a bit early for that. It's not like... It's Villa, Do you, you want know. to risk it, though? I mean, it's, you're right. You probably should have they time. Lost, they lost they're... five games in, the row, in a row at the time of recording, but they're not, like, bottom with no wins, you know? But yeah, team, but, I mean, if they, they did get relegated, I don't think they'd get parachute payments, would they? I think in a calendar year, that this calendar, Cause... this current calendar year, they've lost 18 <laughs> games. Hang on, there's a fourth guy on this podcast. What's going on? <laughs> he's not said a word, has he? He's I've just been, he's, I've just been he's, listening. He's just not said a word. I've just been listening. I have, I have. Uh, yeah, they've lost so 18 in, eight, in a candy year. Yeah, so I think that's been more alarming <laughs> than the fact that... that... That can't just be because of losing one play in Grealish. That's... That, that well, it's, it's, not, it's not just that. I think... From January, is that when John Terry left and a lot of his coaching staff has gone as well? So yeah, I think maybe, maybe behind the scenes, things I are think not slowly, yeah. I think slowly it's just been crumbling away and he's yeah. been the he's been the final chop. Yeah, unless he's like lost the dressing room and we don't know. I wouldn't imagine so because I feel like a lot of the players really respected him and yeah, he's still oh, Jack Grealish put on Twitter about Yeah, it. there's a, you know a lot of the players he's not have... there anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, feel, I just feel like you know, particularly with, I mean, maybe, maybe they just felt like we've got ambitions to be higher than 
than wherever they thought Dean Smith could take him. But you just you, you, you can't always expect to be as good as your best. Yeah, look at Leeds, Sheffield United. Yeah. Do you think it's also what they're seeing around other clubs? Obviously, Steve Bruce has gone. Obviously, um, Spurs and Santos left. Daniel Fark's gone. It's almost like have they been caught up in all the changes that they think if we don't bring someone in now, someone else might get the potential candidate of Lampard, Poss- Gerard, possibly, or or the or maybe they think these guys are all. You know they're they're playing badly. They've made changes, so yeah. they're probably going to improve. Yeah, we yeah. Need to they're going to the have same. that bounce back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I just feel like you know, I, it's just it's, people need to relax sometimes. You look so disheartened, Harry. hard. You know, I I, I remember um, there's a few times that in hit, you know, or when teams who have got. You know, like small, smaller teams have got half decent managers and and who right. have a who have a good couple of years and then they have a bad six months and they get sacked and and you know you see their fans saying pointing to things like Roe pointed out where they go well actually you know in the last you know eighteen games we've lost fifteen of them so or whatever you know whatever the stat is but like you just sort of think it's the success that the, of the guy you've just sacked that's raised the expectations to the point where you're now judging him on that. And it just always feels a bit, you know, fair enough. You hire someone and he's, and he's, and he does crap, but I just feel like you're in football. You're, you're a victim. You become a victim of your own success so easily, you know, definitely. like, for you know, if, if, um, I guess, it's, you know, it's a cutthroat business. Like if, if if Lampard had finished sixth or seventh in his first year at Chelsea, I know we I know the, the club spent loads of money, so the expectation was always going to go up. But I wonder whether there would have you know it would have just felt like oh, okay, we expected that. It's a bit disappointing, but we expected not to be in the top four. So you know we'd like the progress to be be quicker. But the, you know whatever we're, we're building. Do you think they? Do you not think they would have sacked him as if he finished sixth or seventh? I'm not saying that, but but I, I wonder whether finishing fourth yeah. actually and, and ending the season on a high actually made everyone go hang on Chelsea finished fourth they did they did really well under Lampard and now they've bought a load of players they could be winning the title and then suddenly when you're not it's like oh shit this is this is bad whereas if you if you ended you know if you'd started slower yeah. then the expectations are lower therefore you know if you do have a bit of a bad run you're forgiven for it so it's like you can't have too much success too quickly but you can't have too little of success, too late, sort of thing. It's like the the happy medium of it. It's, it's that so yeah. weird. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is really weird. Like Guardiola had a terrible first season. See, did yeah. it absolutely perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Just you could, you could say that as well. Klopp, yeah, yeah. Klopp as well. Yeah, Klopp did the same. <laughs> you, could, you could say it. Solskjaer's doing a very elongated, <laughs> elongated version of it. It's temporary yeah. expectation. Three years. You see that that meme? It was like you know, oh, he played, he he played the manager who's supposed to be replacing him's system to get the manager sacked to re to instate the manager who was supposed to be replacing him into the squad. Yeah, he and he's he got the result. The eliminated the person who was going to take his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the smartest thing. Did yeah. anyone has anyone watched Conte's first two games and George Spurs? Yeah, Harry, you said you have. What do you think? I get paid to watch football these days, so yes, I have. 
What do you think? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, I saw the, the Vitesse game more like I was working less hard during that. So I was actually able to watch it, it quite intently. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's hard to tell, but immediately you can already tell he's got them more organised. Running harder. More, more obviously, yeah, running harder. Uh, a, 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 yeah, it was, there was a whole thing with the press conference, wasn't there, in a the week that he was an hour late to his press conference for Everton because he was um, still watching training with them. So, yeah, look, he's gonna he's gonna make it he's gonna make a difference, even if whether he works long term or not, he'll make it he'll make a big difference. Mm. Um, and you know, I think he'll he's gonna be the thing that Levy wanted Mourinho to be. That sort of Obviously, Pochettino was 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 a brilliant, world class manager, but he's going to be that kind of uh, what do you what do you call it? Like, um, you know, reputation lifts. Like we're big we're big fuckers now, kind of thing. And I, you know, yeah, yeah. Mourinho Elevation was kind of intended stature. for that, but Mourinho was a bit, you know, past his best when he mm. when he was there. So I think that'll be the biggest benefit. It's the um, so the, the problem with the Premier League getting so strong now is that if you're a if you're a uh, team, particularly <laughs> like Chelsea, who goes through a lot of a lot of managers who bring you success, chances are now that they're, they're just going to go to one of your rivals at at some point. I, I must say though, I, I was pleased. Said this, to Dave. I was pleased. Uh, I was really pleased that Conte didn't go to Man United. So by the time he went to Tottenham. It, it kind of, obviously I would rather he didn't, but it kind of felt more, you know, it's like the very very best of a bad situation in a, in a in a weird way. Is that because you're more scared of United than you are Spurs because of the players they've got? Yes, and yeah. and I yeah I think I think he could have won I think he could have won the league this year with United mm-hmm. if he'd have gone there. I think with Spurs it would take a bit more time, but I I don't know. There's there's also just something about like. You know, the abundance of wealth and money that he would have had and resources at United would have been frightening. What do you think's going on there? Because I think it's all stemming back to Ronaldo, to be honest with you. Oh, can well, we not talk about this? I've heard too many people <laughs> talking about this. We're, we're supposed to talk about other things that, that are not obvious. This okay. is, I'm done, done with this conversation because, okay. because all I've heard is literally. Ronaldo's done had a positive effect, and that, you know we are not that podcast. We don't follow the crowd. We we create the crowd. You're you're, you're absolutely right, Ray. So I'll give so I'll give an alternative theory, which which so because I to be to be fair, I think a lot of the stuff that's said about Ronaldo is valid, and a lot of the stuff that's said positively about him is valid. I think I might I might know what you're gonna say, but go on. I have so I I kind of had a, a topic in mind, which was basically that. There are two players that are cri- crippling Man United. Scott one is Ronaldo. Scott McTominay. Scott McSideways. One is, I think, Ronaldo, but we don't, as you say, I think you're right. We don't need to talk about that because it's been talked about enough. The other, for me, is Bruno Fernandes. Because he literally cannot play anywhere else apart from a number 10 slot. So it, they have to allow him to play there. Exactly. Yeah, and I that think, really I, hinders Paul Pogba. That hinders. Yeah, uh, it does hinder Ronaldo. It, and be, it hinders the the two uh, holding midfielders behind him. It hinders yeah. everything because they have to play number ten because he's there. 
And I, yeah, I, I, can, I, I, I can get by that, yeah, because he I can't exactly put him on the bench because of obviously the goals and the assists that he scored, because he was the only player performing in a very weak United team. You guys are taking the words right out of my mouth. I, I will admit, because <clears> you know, I've been a been quite a critic of Fernandez generally. I will admit that having watched watched him, well, I've watched 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 him, but I having watched him recently, I think I'll, I'll admit that. He's a better player than I initially gave him credit for. I still think that he's still a bit of a flat track bully. Doesn't turn up in big games at all. But yeah, Ash, you've said it, and Ro, you said it. He he can't be dropped because because he's the guy who creates everything. But because he can't be dropped, he, he completely uh, limits their shape. And as you said, he he makes it so that Paul Pogba's kind of position therefore is is you know he he doesn't he has to be more. But if, if if you reduce, if you restrict him, um, then he's you know he's he's just gonna un, he's gonna underperform. And if you let him go mad, then United's midfield is all over the place. It's just so, it's so easy to line up against them as well. Because I mean, what you you already know a handful of formations that they could play. There's not many that have a number ten in them. Yeah, and there's there's, it, there's not many that have that number ten in it. So it's like yeah, all it's, right, it's, it's gonna line it's up with one of these. From, if you lined up with this, 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 or this, we can counter with this, 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 and this because we know they have to play that. And then you can just devise your tactics all around that. You, you can literally take the fact that one man is going to be playing the number 10 role and you can devise every tactic from that. Yeah. If you're a very good manager, like Pep Guardiola is. Like you well, saw. that's the thing. It comes back, and then it comes back to Solskjaer, doesn't it? Because if, if they had a, 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 a good enough manager in place to realize right my strength i want to get the best out of Bruno fernandez without completely uh, jeopardizing the system then you could do that but Solskjaer ain't ain't gonna ain't gonna be able to do that so i agree i i and i you know it's it's a weird catch 22 because i think that they in in fernandez they've got this great player but to, to be a great team now you have to have a great system you can't just be a team that has great players and therefore gets by that's not what a good team is anymore it is a team sport yeah, it's basics. Football basics one hundred and one. I just I thought it was mad, absolutely mad that they um, that they didn't get replaced with Conti. Conti was available. Conti wanted to go, and I was saying I, I was telling Dave this. I was like, <laughs> so they're, they're they're in this position where Solskjaer is underperforming, so they have an excuse to sack him. Mm. And they're and they're given the, the notion of the best free agent manager in the world is available and wants to come, and they haven't. The only reason why you wouldn't choose to to hire him is because is is if you think Solskjaer has a better chance of succeeding than than Conte does. Or you know that Solskjaer is never going to question you whatsoever. Antonio yeah. Conte, if you're if you're not, you know, if if if, if you are acting like United do with Solskjaer. Or, or how they have done in the past to Conte, he will cause a fuss about it. So Spurs has got Spurs has got United sloppy seconds technically, haven't they? I might I'll tell sloppy seconds. Oh, and you know what? Long. And you know what? That that might be a very big driving force for Conte to be like, you know what, United, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, you're gonna rule the day you chose well, to not hire me. You guys keep. Well, they beat us 3-0, but it feels like we won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, honestly, it's that it is that weird. I think Ro, I think you're right. I think he that could have been part of it. He kind of went, Well, like I'm available, your manager's shit, hire me, 
and they paused and he was like, well, fuck you then. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait around any longer. Yeah. You either want me or you don't. Okay, bye. I'm going to Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love how uh, vocal he is because you, you can literally hear him on the TV. Yeah, you can hear him shouting. It's fantastic. Like we 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 passed backwards too many times and Roy screaming, "Get the ball forward!" And I'm like, "What? In the English. ball can go forward? No, <laughs> isn't rugby?" And then they pass the ball forward, and I'm like, "Wow, free flowing football! <laughs> this." This mm. is prime Barcelona right now. The ball has gone forward twelve yards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I feel like it. Like I say, Rome is Rome isn't built in a day. It's going to take some time. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like has Conte gone for his own selfish reasons to get over of you know to get one over on United because. You know, there's been people I saying... I don't, I don't think you take, like, a three-year job to get one over on someone who didn't hire you one time. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, get, you get over them three times. <laughs> but I, th- I, th- I think... Wait, wait, I don't think this was, a, like, anything sort of irrational. I think, where else do you go? Because when, when, you, when you look at all the, all the other teams, I mean... Newcastle? Possibly, possibly Real Madrid, I guess, because Carlo Ancelotti may yeah, Newcastle. Uh, can't last too long but like Barca are obviously in the position that they are Bayern Munich have just hired Nagelsmann who's not unless something goes madly wrong he's not going anywhere it's England isn't it PSG have just hired Poch I mean he might not stick around but again I really don't think that sounds like like Real Madrid Madrid, Man United PSG these are all teams with massive kind of um, what do you call it figures at the top of the club who kind of run everything and and mm. I, I don't think yes, I, I, yeah. like Tottenham yeah Tottenham as well but you know I, I don't know you, you had Pochettino and he you know he, he was able to build even though he had even though he clashed with with people yeah I don't think Conti is a perfect fit for for Tottenham but I think he's a better fit for Tottenham than the most in in terms of the hierarchy a better fit for Tottenham mm. than they would be for United where do you think we're finishing this season? Oh, I was going to ask you that. Mm, seventh or eighth, I reckon. No, can't be. <laughs> can't be. Oh, I'd say probably sixth or seventh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Just because the competition is quite strong, I don't think you'll get yeah. top four. Yeah, yeah. I, I, unless something. You know, he could just go on a mad run, but yeah. I, I think there's. Yeah. A lot to do with that squad, mm. yeah. and yeah, you know Chelsea are, are good, Man City are good, <laughs> Liverpool are good. Hey, United not... probably aren't going to fall away that much. I think, um, mm. yeah, fifth, fifth or sixth, and I don't mean for that to be like you won't improve, but I just think that the top three I mean, will be an improvement from last season. Yeah, I think that's an achievement with a squad. I think you've got. Good squad, but not yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, if he splashes out in January, that's, that's yeah. The difference if he, if yeah, if he, if he buys quite a few, let's say he brings in three, four players, then maybe yeah, Milan Fifth or sixth, if he predominantly has this squad, I think fifth or sixth is a massive achievement, a massive achievement. And then you go in summer, get all the players that you want with all the money, and then maybe it's the Champions League um, challenge or something like that. Oh, Champions League position challenge, but yeah, I think yeah, fifth or sixth. Are you guys a bit 
worried by how strong the Premier League's becoming. With no, obviously, it can only be a good thing, can't it, really? Is it? Because I know you've obviously mentioned it a lot, has it? It's the Premier League zone is potentially could monopolise European football. So we were saying that would it be so far fetched that in maybe a few years' time, if in the Champions League semi-finals, three or three out of the four teams are from the Premier League, and that's maybe like half of that next season after that, back to three. So that it's just. Premier League, Premier League teams dominating Europe, basically. Maybe similarly in the Europa League as well. Yeah, long, long may it rain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not bad? Because you, you mentioned it as well, as and I agree with you. There was, there was something it's... amazing about having, you know, Premier League up against like the European giants of Madrid and Barcelona and Bayern Munich and sort of testing our metal against them. It's, it's a worry. Obviously, it's great. If you're just specifically looking at the Prem, we've got all these amazing mm-hmm. managers and big teams and, and whatever. But it, it's, a, it's a weird thing that, 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 that one of the best managers in the world and the hottest manager on the market has gone to the fifth, sixth best team in England. Ninth. You would not... Ninth. You would not have yeah. You wouldn't have it in, in Germany or, or Spain or Italy. Yeah. And obviously, it could just be a sign of the times that some, sometimes leagues go up and down. But I just worry that if you have all the best... I'm saying this again, apologies for repeating it, Dave, to you. But if you have all the best managers in England, mm. then I think with the way that football's going, therefore you'll have the best teams and therefore all the best players will want to come. And that's great for us, yeah. but it, it's just it's yeah. just going to become a massive convoluted you said it'll be like the FA Cup it might be yeah the Champions League will, yeah, yeah, the Champions League is going to become like the FA Cup this will improve <laughs> the quality of the English players as well but at, but at the ex- okay but it, all this all happens at the expense of other leagues would it improve go on Ash explain well why, why wouldn't it if you've got all the world's best managers working with English teams with English academies in but a league which has a minimum amount of homegrown players required in a team with new Brexit restrictions, which makes it harder for players coming from foreign countries to get them in and get work permits. I I think that'd improve. There's no way that wouldn't improve. I know, because I think I agree, because think about it. When, when, when these players are going out on loan, most of them will end up going towards the championship first thing rather than League One, League Two. So they'll get better experience in England. Yeah, it is. is, But is improving in in England is improving the quality of our of England youngsters. Who, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, are already pretty fucking good as as it is. Like this was a problem ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, Is that worth? You know, you know, completely taking all the power and the players and the the money and the and the economy away from other leagues. I'm not in those other leagues. I don't spot teams in those other leagues. But, but this just so forgives me if I don't really care too feels, much about them. It does feel to me like a I'm not being funny, team. right? If those leagues were so good, they wouldn't be in the positions they are. If they were run better, they wouldn't no, be in the positions they I, are. If they could market better, they wouldn't be in these positions. The serial Premier League is very well run, <laughs> very well marketed, 
<laughs> and has the biggest teams in the world in it. It's I'm not, not going to. I'm not arguing with any of that. But I'm, what I'm saying is that isn't good for football. Uh, it may well be the fact of the matter, and it may well be the fact that maybe that maybe maybe the English clubs deserve it. But the fact of the matter, or the other fact of the matter is, Chelsea, Man City, and Newcastle, the three now richest t- teams in the, in the Premier League, have not earned it. They've got bought out by fucking billionaires. Who have you know? Man United are owned by a load of American billionaires. Arsenal the same. This is this is not this is not a a a group of people who have managed themselves and run run really well and and earned their way. This is just billionaires who've come where the money is. (laughs) And you know, if you want to look at well managed, well run, you know, you know, genuinely well moraled league, go to the Bundesliga. But no one who is any good goes anywhere but Bayern Munich in that league <laughs> unless you're Erling Haaland so this is my you problem right? I just I feel like now we, especially with Newcastle now we don't know how, how much or little they're going to be able to spend or how much they're going to impact on the world stage but I, I and I don't like particularly being this cynical about it but I do just feel like this this is the Premier League is going to turn if we're not careful into like the Super League where this is where all the money is and all the players are, and it'll be great for us because, but but it's gonna it's gonna cheapen everything else. Like the, if the Champions League becomes just, you know, four English teams in the four three or four English teams in the semi final every year, which I mean three t- three teams, the three English teams are the strongest in mm-hmm. Europe this year, then that's that's gonna weaken the cha- the Champions League. It's just gonna become. As it's just it's not going to become the thing that it always has been, which is this really difficult, prestigious competition to win. Yeah, but you can't you can't detriment the English clubs just because they deserve it more and are run better. No, but it, again, just, just, I'm just not, because I'm they're not, run better I'm doesn't not, mean they should, that like they don't obviously they deserve to be there because they are the better clubs. But they're the better but, clubs but, because they've been arbitrarily bought out by these million billionaires throwing money at them. It's not like they've been doing it where the you know they've enriched their youth squad and because and, of and how was the, the best players how was the prime area of Real Madrid done with Galactic or signings but well, Bayern Munich have won well, the Champions League two years ago they bought everyone in their league well, I mean, Real Madrid oil rich billionaires Ash, Ash Real Madrid have been pretty successful for the last 20 years it just happens that they're not successful at the moment my Concern is not necessarily yeah, not particularly with them. Spent on big big names and spent money on that. Yeah, but look, I, I'm not trying to argue with you about the fact that the, the you know that the clubs who are run well are doing well and the clubs that are not run well are suffering. All I'm simply saying is taking a strictly capitalist approach to football is not good for it. In the same way that you know allowing tiny little businesses that are making ends meet on the high street to be taken over because a flipping conglomerate two doors down is doing amazingly well is might be the yeah, right I way to look at things from an economic perspective. No, but, but you're basically saying that because these teams have money, they're being successful, therefore we should reward them. And like I, I, Barcelona have been run poorly and there's no, they shouldn't be um, you know, rewarded for that but football is a worse place if Barcelona, or, or, or you know, there's not necessarily, but Barcelona don't have a right to be good. Yeah. But if, if Barcelona go away, no Spanish club is coming in and replacing them. So Spain is weaker. So football is weaker. And that's, and that just, I don't mind. 
One it, door, it, but, one door closes, another one opens. There will be but, but another England, team that we will replace Barcelona. Not I agree with Rob. <laughs> there will be. There will be. I, yes, I'm not going to have sentiment. No, no, no. I understand. It's not going to have. It's not going to have the 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 history or maybe even the longevity of what Barcelona has had. But you know, the they might fall off the face of the earth. Might not. I mean, look at teams that. You know, were like Nottingham Not Forest, yeah. Nottingham Forest, Aston you know, Villa, Aston Villa. They've come back up. Bolton, you know, they were in the Premier League for X, Y, Z amount of years, and you know they're struggling at the moment. You know, these these teams um, do have a fall from grace, and it, you know it can happen to the big teams as well. Yeah, but no, I think I agree with you, as I think I know what you're obviously saying, Ash. I get it, and but I would, but I think. How football's meant to be competitive, especially on the European stage. But if we carry on the way that we are going, where it's basically the richest, it seems like it's the richest clubs that will do well. Yes, there's obviously some means in running the club well, but generally the richest clubs will do well. How is that good for what? It loses its essence. Yeah, but the, the richer clubs are in other countries as well. But not how, Ash, have you, yeah, but that you, money is Paris, earned. They can't, they can't spend what well. they don't earn. That's the thing. But I mean, you're talking about financial fair play, but we that's yeah. garbage. Financial fair play is just it, it it's all fun, yeah. it's, it's nothing, it's no buy, it's just a way to seem like it's trying to be equal and fair, but ultimately it doesn't care. All it wants is its share of money, it wants to know that football has money. It doesn't care about oh, you shouldn't really be doing that. It's not policing anything, it's like false policing. But who outspends it on a regular? Who who regularly outspends it though? What do you mean? Because like, near me, a massive spending spree that's happened recently. Chelsea's two hundred million, but they didn't spend anything before that, and they saw Eden Hazard. Top Tottenham in January. Tottenham in January. Yeah, but you know, but you know what I mean. Like Chelsea's big two hundred million pound spending spree where they bought like Kai Havertz and Werner and Chilwell. They'd just come off the back of a transfer ban and they sold them in Hazard, so that's where the money's come from. Gee. They're not all spending financial fair play there. Man City, I think they did they did <laughs> they did cheap financial fair play, but they did get taken to court for it and they only did, didn't get sentenced because the statute of limitations had expired. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll always find ways around it. But actually, loopholes. Do you understand the point of football is better when it's competitive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it, it still would be competitive as long as the quality of football is good. That's the only thing. I but the quality of football will be dictated by one country, i.e., England. Yeah, but surely that'll have a time time frame on it. It won't just about, be it won't just be England I, for. Shall I give you next... Shall I give you guys a good a good example as to why, as Dave says, football needs to be competitive in order to survive? So back in the fifties, sixties, seventies, Brazil were obviously the the biggest national team. They had all the best players. And they all played in Brazil, all of them. Now, the money is not in Brazil anymore because, because everything has become commercialized, football has grown, and the, all of the money is in Europe. If you are a good Brazilian player, you are in Europe by the time you're 17. You do not stay. Those leagues cannot grow at all. They might be big domestically, but there is no commercial appeal in Europe. No one knows who the who the Brazilian champions are. People have only heard of pe- people because they know wonder kids who come through. 
you can say, oh, fair enough, you know, that's just a case of blah, 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 blah. But there's no, even Brazil was huge. The best players at, at a time were in Brazil. There is no way without a load of money that that will happen, that like some billionaires going in and creating something that that will ever happen again. And this is, this is, I'm not suggesting, I'm yeah, not saying this definitely happen. the structure of their leagues also needs massive reform and they need, well, no, it's, it's, not, organized no, it's not about it's not about reform. They they've got a they've got a good system. It's just that the it's just that there's more money in Europe, so that's where they all go. Right, yeah. It, it, and this is this is the problem. It, it, you may be right that it, technically speaking, the, the the Spanish Spanish clubs are not going to just die away. But if if you have a situation where all the money's in England, suddenly all the players come to England, and you and and twenty years goes by, and you, and you, but Spain is like Brazil. I'm not saying that will definitely happen, but but I don't buy into this whole thing of teams yep. go down that, or leagues go down, they'll come back up. They, they won't if the money's not there. But, but I mean, got, the, there, is, think, there is still like rogue results in that because it's not just going to be England, though. It can't just be England. That's the thing. I mean, Why? a few the, years the, ago, Real Madrid won, what, four Champions League in five years. And in that time, there was, what, two old Spanish finals. But you, and you no one's saying, like, oh, Spain's on top. No one wants to go to anywhere other than Spain no one's playing for anyone other than Spain no one was worried about that but I the, think it's I just think... going to fluctuate right now it's going to fluctuate all to England for the next what five to ten seasons and then there might be a few more investors buying uh, English teams but then once most of them are bought out that's it but right okay next team they're not going to work down into the championship because why well, there's not there's not enough money in, in the championship so it's got to go right who else can I buy what, it, it is more difficult I, it, to come to England now if you are a foreign player. With exactly, exactly. So I, I'm thinking. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong, but I'm saying that eventually there will be a time frame that if all the teams in England get bought out, then you know not many, not many people are going to buy a Championship team, knowing that, that the competition is so high and demanding. They'll go, maybe I might go to Italy and invest some money there and then other people might get the same idea and then it'll just fluctuate from going to England to Italy it'll it'll, it'll all just work itself out my, I, I hope I mean I do hope you you guys are right my my worry that my doubts about it fluctuating is because I think the reasons for football fluctuating in the past were because you know the, almost by chance some team some teams went went up and down and blah 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 now it's so skewed about money so it's, it, as I say mm. the, the you know the best teams are the richest teams. And that is a fact now, like the most consistent teams in the Premier League are the two oil teams that, you know, man, even Man United, like, have, Man United haven't won a league in eight years, eight years, Man United. And, and mm. you know, and Liverpool, you know, Liverpool only have Jurgen Klopp to thank for their, for their, you know, resurrection. So, but look, I, I, you, you may, you may well be right, but again, I mean, I've, I've pointed to this in a previous podcast, but Italy is another great example. Italy at one point was the strongest league in the world. And then ruined not, it I, don't, I don't, I can't see them getting, getting back to that without money. Everything is so skewed to, do you have a billionaire running your company, a club and does he give you a load of money to spend on players? If he doesn't, then you're then you're not you know whereas before it was if you had you know let's say you know Ferguson and Wenger are in, are in England so so the Arsenal and Man United are, are strong therefore the Premier League strong or you know Barcelona and Real Madrid get particularly good teams so the Spanish league is strong it doesn't happen like that anymore yeah, the French the French league the French league has one of the richest teams in the world in it in PSG but the, but the yeah but, the, but it's a terrible they only 
Yeah, because there's only one club who has the money, so that all the club, all the players go into that club, so the league stays weak. This is what I'm. This is what I mean. If you have if situations you that where much money only... in the league, then it'd fall down slightly, wouldn't it? But it doesn't. It, I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't really work like that in in reality. Like this is the same same thing in Germany. As, as well run as Germany is, Bayern Munich have a monopoly over that league, and you know, and and you know, I'm, I'm, my my concern now is that you've got a similar situation happening in Spain, where Real Madrid are going to be the only team, PSG are going to be the only team. So you'll just have you know one team in every league who have all the players in that league. Therefore, the league becomes increasingly non-competitive, and you know no one's the better for it. At least, at least with England, there is competition, and that's good. But yeah, it's just I think. So, could you say that the game's already gone then? Game's gone. Game's gone. Game, mate. Game's, <laughs> game's already <laughs> gone. Stop the pod. Game, um, game's gone. Last pod no, because I, there's I no more games to talk about. You know, we sussed it. The game's gone. <laughs> You, may, you guys bit. may be right, and, and, I, and I do hope you're right. And, and I, you know, this is me just being cynical. It, it may fluctuate and it may turn yeah. again. But I, I, the Newcastle thing worries me and the, and the Conti going to Spurs is a kind of painting that picture of all the power right now is in England and it's not even in the big, big places. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. like I fear that they might start, you know, imagine if they give UEFA give England like five Champions League spots or something mad. Mm. Then, okay, I think I think of it this way. So yeah, if if England is the hot spot, and then you got the world's best managers, majority of these players as well. You go to these other leagues in Spain, Germany, Italy, wherever. Do you not think that then that offers an opportunity for new managers to actually take part? In a club that's like, say, Inter Milan or AC Milan or yeah, Barcelona, Julian and get snatched up by the big club. But then, but then, there's more. There'll be more world class managers in the cycle because they're having a, 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 a more genuine. Um, not, or you don't genu- a genuine, a, a, a genuine version of they couldn't do it in the Premier League, though. Not of course. Yeah, they're but, doing it there, but they wouldn't make it in the Premier League. I but that's that's a massive thing right yeah, now. Yeah, but if, if the Premier League has got all the like the world's best managers, then all these big other big named and historical na- historic teams around Europe will need managers. So potentially oh, we could see. see we we could see more like managers like Nagelsmann come so through because they don't because they can't rely on money. They yeah. have to actually rely on their tactical abilities. Yeah. So if they do well, then we know that they're a generally good manager because they've not got the play. Yeah. And, and then they can come to a Premier League team and do it properly. <laughs> yeah, and then they probably would get pillaged. But Yeah, but then it depends. Then that, you know, if, if that manager does get poached, he could get poached for a couple of million. That's, you know, a bit of money going towards that club. The, play, <laughs> the, play, the plays that that manager has, you know, assembled, they can go for some more money. So eventually it would generate more and more money. Eventually then, it would then go from being then super that makes concentrated. Every club outside the Premier League, a selling club. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. then you'll have like Bayern Munich being like the equivalent of like Stuttgart oh, yeah. or something. Well, what, what, yeah. I mean, Ajax, 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 Ajax are yeah. historically as big as Bayern Munich. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These clubs. And look at them now. I mean, they are a selling club. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing well out of it, but, but, but no one stays in Ajax for very long, you know. Yeah, but all, all, all I'm saying is... Scale, not all, just one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if, if this was to happen in multiple places around the world, then we'll be getting more 
more managers, more managers will get a genuine experience at a top flight team or a historic team, which then could create more managers within the the circle of managers, making it potentially even more competitive. And also, money would go there. Yes, eventually they would, you know, be poached or come towards England. But you know, it would be the start of poaching them from other places, money would go to them clubs and then them, them clubs will have to just recycle that money like they have done. But you it know. still keeps the state of affairs a bit. Oh, yeah, of course. And it won't just happen straight away. It'll, have, it'll happen over a, so many amount of years, obviously. But I just think that, you know, it is an unfortunate and sad predicament that potentially could happen mm. in the near future. But at the same time, there's got to be a couple of positives at least for new managers and also you know like un- un- unheard of players breaking through because the point is to keep is to keep we want or arguably me and has been arguing that we want the quality world-class managers to stay in their countries mm. we don't want them to be poached to come to england we want no. them so they can stay and then be competitive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but ideally but i think yeah i agree with you as i hope that i feel like this newcastle sort of scenario will either set the status quo i.e they will then other clubs like that will be bought out by billionaires and the premier league would just become this billionaires club where everyone's challenging or whatever or Or, i think it's gonna have the the opposite oh yeah or like i was gonna say it'll reset it where it's like okay this is kind of bad we need to step up in other like i said in the group chat sheffield united are owned Mm. by billionaire um oil barons yeah. yeah, they are. They're, but, they're majority owned by billionaires. And yeah, they're, and they're as, American, but as our as our as our Tottenham, it doesn't matter. The loads of clubs are obviously owned by billionaires, but it just will depend. Some some are just more, you know, like Arsenal, Newcastle, you know, Mike Ashley. They're all owned, but you know, all these players. <laughs> if you own a football club, you're probably a billionaire, or a big football club, you're probably a billionaire. Um, but just you know, some are more easy, you know, with. We're just chucking a load of money in than others. She a billionaire. I can't be billionaire. Not sure. Fucking. Not sure. Selling recipes. Ah, for yeah. <laughs> 2004. That was cheap. Let's be having you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Both handles are at Edge of the Box Pod. And we'll see you again next week. Bye bye.